I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID. Joining me today, you guessed it, is the Commish, and our guest today, coming to us all the way from Leon's house. Eli joins us today. Eli, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, we're... We're really we're excited to have this one. Eli is, uh, as we all know, a very elusive get. You know, it's uh, this is this is a, an honor for us here at Don't Fear the COVID. We couldn't get Alex today, so we went with Eli. <laughs> that also happened. Hey, that second is better than third choice, you know. It's <laughs> a good point. Eli. We would have been in a tough spot if uh, you had also said no. Uh, Eli, you know what they say: first is the worst, second is the best. Hey, yeah. It's true. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's that's a thing that they all say. Um, okay, well, uh, happy Easter, I guess, to everyone. Uh, we're recording this on Easter. Uh, it'll Most people, I'm sure, will just listen to it tomorrow on Monday. But for us, right now, uh, Jesus is just rocking out. So, you know, this is, this is great. This the is qu- an electric atmosphere. Now, John, I'll ask you. Um, uh-huh. I'll ask both of you, actually. Did either of you attempt to watch a service of any kind online or streamed or on TV or something to substitute going to church or something like that? Oh, no. You know, I was going to, but I was so drunk last night. I went to bed at like 3.30 a.m. And that really just derailed most of my plans for today. So We were having brunch, and, and the, the warden insisted that she throws on the Gilmore, like, their Easter service. And it was, I was like, oh. But it was, this was, like, at, like, 1 o'clock by this point. So I was like, there's no way it's, like, the live. It's all probably almost yeah. over. It's not already over. But I forgot, like, you just start it from the beginning because it was, like, on Facebook Live. So she starts it. And after, like, five minutes, we're like, we're not doing this really are we then we had a zoom thing with like her family because we normally go to my aunts and uncles for easter uh-huh. and they were like did you guys do anything and my mom's like oh yeah we watched like an easter service from gilmore and me andrew and sam were like we watched literally four minutes of one and then called it a day <laughs> like don't try don't try to pretend like we like went through all this trouble to like watch one like we didn't <laughs> that's funny I didn't even really consider it, if I'm being completely honest. Unless my mom is listening, in which case, yep, listen. I watched two. I watched two, actually. Just for, I, I had said if, if the Pope was doing something or if, like, something, somebody, like, big was doing something like that, maybe I'd consider, like, catching it, but... A priest with a little more clout is what Chuck's looking for here. Exactly. Somebody with, somebody with, some, with some authority in the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Wait, so was like the oh. live, was the live service, Charlie? Like was it like from like the church? Like it was in Gilmore's chapel and it was like just their like chapel and was like just saying a mass to, to nobody. Okay. Interesting. Like I said, I really didn't really didn't give it too much attention. We were trying to eat and they were like singing and we're like, turn it down. Like we can't we can't hear ourselves talk. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty disruptive. 
It just sounds like it'd be weird. Like, I just can't imagine sitting in my own living room and, like, doing all the responses and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, th- th- yeah fuck that. Um, <laughs> but I would say I basically... We we basically did the exact same thing we do on every Easter, just in our house. So, like, we normally go to church, so we pretended to watch Mass. All right, so that. <laughs> Check. Instead of going to my aunt and uncle's for brunch, we just had brunch at our house. And we shot the shit with them for, like, talking. And then I just watched the entire final round replay of last year's Masters, because the Masters would have been today so instead of watching it at my aunt, at my other aunt and uncle's house we would have so we just watched it at home we just did that nice nice yeah i've been Real. out with my family like once a week we do a thing so we did it today that was nice uh didn't do much else today just a real relaxing day well, that's good and that and now you have this eli this is yeah this sounds like this is the highlight which is it really pretty yeah, you know really. that's a <laughs> that's uh that's big for us i think we're we're both very honored by that good even though yep oh i thought it sounded like you walked away for a second there charlie but no i'm uh no, we're moving I'm, on. I'm eating some bunch of crunch so I, that might be the sound of me pouring <laughs> a small pile onto my desk so then i can eat it relatively silently Bunch of crunch has to be yeah, in like that- top underrated candies. It's so. Oh, the problem is that it was only available in movie theaters for a while. Well, it's like, in my opinion, the top movie theater candy of all time. Like, I agree. I have to agree. Really? Yeah, oh, I'm a junior mince guy. That, that's not a candy. That's that's like eating yeah. a bunch of Tic Tacs, John. Yeah. That's like what? A yeah. Get out of here. Both of you leave immediately if you're going to come at me about it. Is a candy. What? <laughs> That's like saying Lifesaver mints are candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. John. I'm not going to. It's chocolate and mint. It's delicious. You're They're saying if you're, if you're in a movie theater, your go-to candy is junior, ju- mints, yeah. junior mints. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I've never seen I... someone under the age of 80 eating a junior <laughs> I I have to I have to agree with Eli there. Yeah, both of you—that's bullshit. Because both of you have seen a movie with me, and I've likely <laughs> bought Junior Mints while on the way in. No, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> all right, we're in a mess. We all right there? Uh, all right. Yeah, I was plugging my laptop in. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're doing this live, folks. You got to remember that. All right. Well, here with this, here's here's a little thing we can do. Um, yeah. If you were to rank movie theater candies, give me your top five movie theater candies. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Here. I don't know if I can think of five movie theater candies. It's gonna be difficult. Hold on, let me see. Let me, let me get my five, and we can work off. Of okay. That. Okay. That's fair. It's electric radios. All this is. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going to Google movie theater candies and oh, base it off that. I'm doing the same. I think that's the only way to do this. Can't get my pen. Ooh, to there's work. a jigsaw puzzle that contains them all. That's huge. Wow, the first website that popped up for me was a definitive ranking of movie theater candy. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> Just gonna steal it, Eli. <laughs> okay, let's see what they say. 
They have Junior Mints as number four. All right. You know what? It's better than what you two were saying, so I'll take it. We also have Dots as number three. So this is okay. That's just the wrong list. And number (laughs) guess what number two is? Chocolate covered raisins. Raisin raisinets. Yeah, I've never heard of those. Raisinets. They're not that good. And number one is snow caps. Those are actually pretty good. Okay, I, I do actually. Yeah, snow caps are really good. Yeah, those are going to the top five. Now that you mention that, Eli, they're good. I would say like bunch of crunch, sour patch kids. I have a very good mix of chocolate and sweet candies on here. Okay. Okay. You know, Chuck, good for you. Let's get the last one. My last. Oh, that's an easy one. Also, I feel like I never bought candy at a movie theater. Like my we used to, we used to, go, we used to go to the dollar store beforehand and then get uh, it there, and then you, yeah, then you roll in. Oh wait, I sorry. We we all forgot. So far, like literally the best one. It's not bunch of crunch, so. I'll just wait till my oh. segment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm intrigued officially. Okay. 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 So Eli, you sounded confident. What, what What's your top five? Okay. So number one, easy choice, Reese's Pieces. Um, oh yeah. I can't believe I hadn't thought of that. Number two, gonna be bunch of crunch. Number three is gonna be those uh like cookie dough bites. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Those are really good. Number four, um, any variation of like Warheads or Sour Patch Kids. Mm -hmm. And then number five, this is kind of, I don't know if this is like official, if it counts, but like any variation of like the like mini bite size candy. So like, okay. Yeah, like the bite size, like Reese's Cup, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I went with number one, Bunch of Crunch. Mm-hmm. Number two, Sour Patch Kids. Okay. okay. Number three, I went with Goobers. Do you guys know what Goobers are? No. I'm, about to I'm familiar with the name, but... They're chocolate-covered peanuts, essentially, is what they, that's oh, all they are, okay. chocolate-covered peanuts. Um, four, I went Sweet Tarts, but the Chewy ones. Oh, okay. Good That's specific. Okay. Yes. It, it has to be the Chewy ones, because they're, the regular Sweet Tarts are not as good of a candy and then five i went with uh reese's pieces okay that's good uh also shout out to chuck for pronouncing it correctly there oh did i say reese's pieces oh you absolutely did it was great it was I thought glorious and all. It. it's it's just not but we'll move on <laughs> rhyme. Reese's, pieces. <laughs> reese's pieces rhymes uh reese's yeah the reese monkey <laughs> yeah, that's who created the the pieces, all of them. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, wait. I got, so my top five. I went one Junior Mints. Fuck both of you. Uh, two Snowcaps. All right, this is the worst list of all time. Three <laughs> Peanut M and M's. Four Reese's oh. Pieces. Five Crunch Bar. Okay, Peanut M and M's are good. I'll give you that. See, so. now I I am I think Peanut M and M's are the fourth best kind of M and M. Really? What? Yes. They're the best in my opinion. Behind what? Okay. Um, 
Now, goobers basically are just peanut M and M's. They just don't have the M and M part to it. But I think yeah, the they're, best, they're worse peanut M and M's. I think the best kind of M and M's are in this order: pretzel M and M's, no, then peanut butter M and M's, then regular, and then peanut M and M's. No, eh. peanut M and M's are it. I could eat like a straight bucket of peanut M and M's and yeah. be very happy with. Well, them. how would you eat go? How would you go eat some snow caps, John? Snow caps are good. Wait, have you guys had uh, caramel M&M's? Uh, I have. I yes. I'm not They're a good. caramel fan, but something about caramel M&M's is just really good. No, I buy it. The, the, the Junior Mints pick is still the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Junior Mints are delicious. John, what about so, mint M&M's? Would that be good? I, they probably make them, honestly. And I, I think it probably would be good. Now, John, like... Do you like those like York peppermint patty things as well, or no? Yeah, of course. Okay, those are just a bitter version of Junior Mints. I wasn't considering that. I didn't think of that. That would have been a good one. When I think of movie theater like candy, that I like, I think of Junior Mints. I guess before no, I think of it's, York peppermint patties, they're always available. I would just never be like, oh yeah, let's get some Junior Mints for a for the sit down for this long movie. Yeah. I oh, I pretty routinely. It's that, and actually, I probably should have put peanut M and M's higher because I do peanut M and M's pretty routinely. Yeah, that's a good pick. I should have done peanut M and M's too. Yeah. No. You know what? We can we we can revise this when we've had more than uh, two minutes to prepare. But sure. you know what? This is <laughs> this has already been much more productive than I expected because. I didn't think that I was ever going to have to rank my top five movie candies, but now I have it. Now I have it in my back pocket. There you go. Um, so, Eli, uh, th- the main reason I want to bring you on here today mm-hmm. is uh, I feel like a lot of us don't know exactly what's been going on uh, with with Eli recently. So that's why I wanted to bring you on for a segment that I have entitled, uh, What's Eli Been Up To? So you can see So I just want to ask you, what's what's Eli been up to? Uh, not much. Um, you know, working. I recently got a new job at Nationwide, so been doing a lot of stuff with that. You know, got to make a good first impression, so been been working real hard with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides that, studying for the MCAT takes up most of my time, um, but it got delayed till June. So I'm taking a little, not a, not really a break, but just toning it down for a bit. Um, but besides that, yeah, I, I don't really do too much. Um, watch Chelsea games. Uh, watch sure. until, until they were all canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do love how you were the one that was like the lower – English leagues, they didn't think the COVID nineteen was a big deal, and like immediately had to backtrack on yeah. that statement. <laughs> when they said there was no health reason to cancel games, that's that was a rough take. 
Yeah. <laughs> it that's, did that's, not that's, age well. No, if that's freezing cold, basically after it was stated. Now, Eli, <laughs> um, I'm obviously very familiar with the whole application process. I do want to just play like devil's advocate with you. And it's like, if this thing gets worse, it doesn't get better. And they keep like canceling MCATs. Yeah. Like how late would you consider taking it and still applying for this cycle? Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I feel like no matter when I take it, I'll just apply this cycle. Well, because everybody's in the same boat. So it's like, yeah, it really can't hurt you. Yeah. That much, if at all. No, I 100% agree with you. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm really not like that worried about it. Um, like you said, I think everyone's pretty much in the same boat. And I think that the colleges are going to have to make some type of change or concession to make it more feasible for like people that got delayed to apply. Because yeah. if you don't know, it's a complete you want to get your applications in as soon as possible because it's a rolling application. So the sooner you get yours in, the higher in theory chance you have of getting in. So yeah. well, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's completely, everything is rolling. So you basically, it opens up June 1st and that's when it starts. Like once you see it's when you can submit and it's just all rolling from that point on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, like in theory, I'm already at, a disadvantage for the cycle, which is kind of unfortunate. But um, like I said, and like Charlie was saying, I'm sure they'll do something. So, and you know, whatever happens, happens. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And like Eli and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, like I was, I was saying that like certain colleges and different things have like waived for undergrad, like, ACT and SAT requirements to apply like next fall. Um, I like there. I don't think there's any scenario when we went to like med schools or grad schools wave like the MCAT or GRE or L school like law schools wave the LSAT or anything like that. But I think what you'll get is like just like an extended sort of deadline to take it because most med schools won't take an MCAT later than like August of that application cycle or something. And so they'll probably extend all that and do all this different stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, actually my sister's boyfriend who she's been dating for like five years now, uh, he's applying for residencies right now. And he got like completely screwed. Like uh, I don't, I don't understand everything with residencies, but the way he makes it sound is that uh, it's everything is just in complete disarray in that, in like med schools right now. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's all kinds of chaos. I'm like, I'm on the back end of applying and I'm like sending updates to schools and things. And it's like, I gotta, I don't even know if these are getting seen by anybody or doing yeah. anything. So it's all just sort of, it's basically the whole application process for med school is a shot in the dark. Now they basically said, is they don't, they haven't told you what you're even aiming at yeah. now. Very true. Like you even know what you're trying to hit. Nope. <laughs> That's, yeah, that sounds like a real fun, t- yeah, I, I guess it is interesting that you, like, you two are just barely on opposite sides of the coin on this one, like, Chuck, you got in just ahead of it, Eli, you're getting in, like, just behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, obviously, I wanted everything to go well, but if it doesn't, it doesn't, so we'll see what happens. Exactly. It's a good strategy. Yeah. Um, 
Eli, I did have one question. While I was just I was just doing some Googling of the Premier League because sure. I wanted to see the standings, but instead an article came up uh-huh. where they're apparently suggesting that when it comes back uh, in an attempt to like get all the games in and like uh, you know like really play out the season truly, mm-hmm. they're suggesting that they might do just a full TV event and play four games a day at Wembley, like behind closed doors with oh. no spectators. Yeah, so that would be incredible. Yeah, they've been that's been tossed around a lot, like playing out the rest of the season um, with no spectators in like a short amount of time. But if you ask me, like that's just not feasible at all, because um, there's nine games left in the season, I believe, and like the next season starts in what August. So yeah, and like. <laughs> These players, a, a big thing right now, a lot of the players, uh, I don't know. I don't really understand like this, but evidently it makes sense. But so players after playing games, after not practicing for a long time, tend to get injured at like ridiculously high rates in soccer. So um, they think, you know, if we're going to jam the rest of these games in half, the not half, that's an exaggeration. A ton of players are going to be injured. And the next season is going to start, what, two months later? Like, it's just not going to work. Um, so I don't really know what's going to happen. If I had to guess, honestly, I don't think they're going to play any more games this season. And they're going to give Liverpool oh. the title. But it'll, unfortunately, kind of have an asterisk by it. Uh, because Liverpool is just so dominant this year. And, I mean, they should win the yeah. Premier League. So, I don't yeah. know. They're up by so many points. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird situation. It's also really impacting the finances of the uh, upcoming transfer window. And uh, there's really been a big bubble in soccer recently. And transfer fees are just like exploding. And they think this is what's going to be what takes it back to kind of brings the fees back to earth and uh, makes it so these players, instead of costing 100 million pounds, are going to cost. 30 40 50 million so which is a lot of money difference obviously so yeah yeah that's a huge gap yeah like, yeah especially well, yeah if you've been banking on that big contract or exactly, big transfer yeah. that whole time well so eden hazard signed for chelsea i i think his transfer fee i'm pretty sure is under 30 million pounds and now like comparable players coming to the premier league like uh for example, Nicholas Pepe to Arsenal, he was 122 million, I think. So, and, and Hazard is three times the player Pepe will ever be. Like, that's just a fact. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, I mean, that's, yeah. I, and I mean, I guess I've always, like, sort of my periphery seen those numbers fly across. Uh-huh. Like, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this dude had, like, a, you know, 120 million pound transfer fee and it was just really i didn't really have a frame of reference yeah for what that could be but yeah hearing that hazard only was 30 is yeah eli <laughs> what uh what percentage of that do the players keep is it like 10 percent? no they keep none of it they get they don't get any of it it's only 30 i thought they got a percentage of like their transfer fee or something no so oh. the agent will get part of the transfer fee okay that's um, maybe we'll and then that. The players will obviously have a uh, like signing on fee to the team, like, like a, sign, a signing bonus type exactly. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that'll be negotiated. I don't like. I don't pretend to know the exact details, but um, okay. It they don't keep any of the transfer fee. Yeah. 
Okay. That sucks. Yeah, that stinks. I would say it will be the one thing that I am excited to just see. I don't even know if, like if these are gonna happen at this point, but like the creative ideas these leagues come up with, just across all countries, all sports, to try to finish, or in the case of like baseball, like start their season. Yeah, like baseball. Baseball starting out like some crazy like no. Like you combined AL and NL and do different things so that you could like get like th- there's gonna be some very interesting like sort of scenarios. Um, yeah. But at this point, I, mean, I don't even know if anything's gonna happen. Like I, I'm starting to more and more think that like football in the fall is, is gonna not come back with spectators if it comes back at all. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it, I mean, it just seems like, it, and we were talking today. Like my one uncle was like, from a college standpoint, like university presidents do not want to be the one guy that like brings their people back, everybody back, and then has one student get sick and die. Like they, yeah. it's not, it's not worth like them losing their like ruining the reputation of them and their school and losing their job. Like, they're going to take the most conservative possible approach to like reinstating anything which is why i think it's just going to be a long time before we really see anything resembling like sports for one thing with just like society returning to normal in general no that's a really good point and i totally agree i think like the like i know we're in like the worst part of it now but i think the consequences of this are going to be just like mind-blowing like we're not going to have anything like like this has never happened before you know no it's like Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. Like, uh, for like bringing it back to sports for one second, like the lower leagues that really uh, rely on like the, at least this is for soccer, like on the advertising money and like having fans at all the games. Like, I think a lot of the teams are going to fold if they don't get some type of assistance or something. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there any like connection between like the premier league and then the lower leagues like would there be some sort of like profit sharing there, or like trickle down type of like support well that's part of the as as in the past couple years as these transfer fees go up and up and more money flows into soccer it really has affected the lower leagues and they're starting to sign players like even 10 years ago that you wouldn't see in the like the championship which is the league below the premier league like you're starting to see championship teams of mostly international players, which never would have happened, like I said, even 10 years ago. But just as so much more money went into soccer, um, they've really benefited too with a bigger like signing. I know the TV contract money has gone up a lot for them. But again, as they're not getting that money now and these players obviously have bigger contracts, they're going to run out of money really quickly. And so- and now, let me ask you this, Eli. Is it, like, in the best interest of, like, the Premier League to, like, have all those, like, lower leagues behind them? Like, I assume, like, they want to keep those leagues as strong as possible, or do they not really care? Like, as long as they have the Premier League teams, they'll be fine. I don't really know. Um, I think that the lower leagues are really, like, a very English phenomenon. Like, there's nothing like that in the u.s and it's it's very much like associated with like your hometown like yeah if your hometown has a lower league team like you'll be born and bred like supporting that tiny little club so 
I mean, it's not like that. Like, I don't go out for the Lake Erie Crushers every time they have a game. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot different than what we have here. So I don't really think they impact the Premier League at all um, because if they're that big of fans of soccer that they support one of the lower league teams, they're also going to watch all the Premier League games, like, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like in America, there's no, there's no one who's, like, just – a triple a baseball fan yeah just a minor league baseball yeah, fan exactly. or, or they, they only root for the ahl exactly like. exactly so <laughs> but i don't know that's a good question like like i said i think it's a very english thing and i don't really understand the lower league so yeah. I, don't know. I don't know but I, I think i thought zach had a good comment where he's like i think one of the it's just he thinks that one of the impacts would be like Everybody realizes that like ninety percent of America is just poor as shit. Like yeah. when it really comes down to it, and like the economy might like take a huge step back, even beyond like the immediate like downfall we see. Yeah, no, and I've I'm definitely in that boat too. Like it's gonna be crazy. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm still the biggest thing for me. I'm deeply curious to see what the like infected death whatever numbers look like like a year from now when we have like a real like good grasp on like actually how many people were infected like we ramp testing up and everything like that because like we were discussing uh a couple days ago i don't remember swine flu really being that big of a deal like in the moment i don't remember it ever being that much of a panic we we have now you're we had the vaccine, like we had treatments yeah. for swine flu, so it was never like there was a big outbreak, but like it didn't disrupt daily life because we had legitimate like treatment methods and ways to prevent it spread and do different things. Like this is so different in that like we have really no way to treat it even now. Yeah. Like we don't even have, like, we don't have a vaccine, let alone a way to like treat it. Yeah, and so yeah, but my, oh, go on. the the thing that's curious to me is just that like. I don't remember that being a big deal. And then now you look at like the like numbers of infected and like the deaths related to like the swine flu virus were like pretty big, like relative yeah. to what I thought they were, I guess, in the moment. Yeah. So to be able to actually look at this like a year from now or something like that, when like the numbers kind of get a little more well-rounded is interesting to me, like how big this thing's actually going to balloon. It's a good point. Quick interlude. Yep. My sister actually had swine flu. That's pretty crazy. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, I have a question. So, Charlie, maybe you know this, but like I've been thinking about like, okay, so obviously coronavirus, like, is it, will it be a seasonal thing? Like, is this thing going to mutate and come back next year? Mm. The thing is that I'm kind of wondering is like, obviously, like, you have to get a new flu vaccine every year because yeah. the flu mutates and changes its strain. And there's other – I don't know enough about the other coronaviruses yeah. that are out there and, like, their specific morphology and, like, how they actually, yeah. like, infect and mutate. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if that became like, – you just go and you get, like, your influenza vaccine and you get your coronavirus, like, yeah. vaccine. It wouldn't surprise me if that – but I don't know enough about it, like – to know. Like I said, they keep saying, like, you know, similar to the flu, they expect – the infection rates to die off a little bit like in the spring and then you know then we'll see like a bit of a lull and like new infections but if it also follows the flu like when october rolls around or september like we'll see a huge spike then 
yeah, and infect yeah. as it kicks back up. So I think I think in terms of its infection rate, it's going to mirror the flu a lot. In terms of the treatment, I really don't know enough about how coronaviruses work to know yeah. whether or not we're going to need like one vaccine, like it's you know like it's smallpox, or if it's ever going to be an every year type of thing. So my like late my like just initial thought about that was like if there's what this is COVID nineteen right. So the yeah. fact that they're numbered like that makes me think that they won't mutate. If that makes like if this is definitively the nineteenth strain. Well, that's the thing that I don't think I've never gotten a solid info on that. But I think that the nineteen comes from just the year that oh, it was really? first reported. Like I think it's COVID, like corona, like coronavirus, like night. Yeah, ID yeah. Nine, like it has to do with like the year it was. Hold on, uh, let me Google this now. Why is it <laughs> called COVID? We're not cavemen. We have ID. technology. That would make a lot of sense, to be honest. Um, why is these? Why? Why is there, here we go? Uh, why is these being called coronavirus disease nineteen? Code of a nineteen. Okay, on February eleventh, twenty twenty. The World Health Organization announced an official name for the disease that is causing the 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak, first identified in Wuhan, China. The name of this disease is Coronavirus Disease 2019, abbreviated as COVID-19. In COVID-19, CO stands for Corona, VI for virus, and D for disease. Formerly, this, oh. this disease was referred to as 2019 novel coronavirus or 2019 COVID. There are many types of human coronaviruses, including some that are commonly caused mild upper respiratory tract illnesses. COVID-19 is a new disease caused by a novel coronavirus that has not been seen in humans. So it seems that I've, so I think it's, it has nothing to do with the number of strain or the or okay. the infections of disease. Um, it's just like naming like when it was found. Because I think we said Brian, Brian brothers before, a lot of times they'll name diseases upon where like they begin. So like, I guess like, in a less politically correct time, this would have been like the Wuhan virus or something like along like those lines, yeah. like oh, something like the Spanish flu or really things like that. Cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think that they're they're sort of moving away from that into like a more politically correct, like scientific yeah, naming. Scientific, yeah, yeah, of it. So I think so. I think that's why it's why I'm not sure. Like I don't know if it's like gonna then follow the same track as the flu where it's like all right, every year you have to update the coronavirus vaccine or if it's gonna be like, like i said like smallpox or like something else where it's like you're just a one and done or like measles where you're just a one and done okay wait i'd like to clarify i thought sars stood for south asian respiratory syndrome it's actually severe acute okay. respiratory syndrome so oh uh, so i was wrong about that <laughs> I thought that too, actually. So it, let it never be said. That, that, that is, that, that is also not. that's also what I what I thought it stood for. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. <laughs> let it never be said that this show is not educational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just reading off like the CDC website. Cool <laughs> facts about that, dude. What if that's what like the new normal though? How crazy would that be? That'd be nuts. That's what I'm also interested to see. Is like once as, when you fast forward the 12 to 18 months, whatever. We have a, a fully functional vaccine. Maybe. We, we, that's the sort that we have this vaccine now. We have a fully functional vaccine, okay. you know. Yeah. Do we just, like, everybody gets vaccinated and then we just go back to normal? Or do we, like, have we permanently entered, like, a a new sort of interaction distancing type of thing? Yeah. That's good I, 
do think that there are going to be certain companies, kind of separate from the virus, that are going to like keep this whole work from home option that a lot of companies are kind of adopting for the first time. Like my company is just adopting this for the first time, really. Mm-hmm. Like I think that infrastructure is probably going to stay in place and like like a more damped down like existence because yeah. it is expensive to have all that bandwidth, but. Yeah. I think that they're probably going to like keep that infrastructure in place like a little bit more than they normally would have, which is just, I think that's a positive side effect probably to have like well, more flexible work schedules. Yeah, I think in terms of like the actual long-term effects that like could be permanent is that I think that you're going to see companies either adopt a work from home strategy, like you said, part of the time or with a flexible type of thing, or they'll have that infrastructure set up so that if they had to, like, you could work from home. I think that's going to happen across a lot of companies. And then I think that we're going to get, like, legitimate legislation that, like, def- like at the state and federal level that, like, defines, like, what like what can a governor all of a sudden do? Or, like, yeah. define, like, the, like the, the chancellor's emergency powers. Like, like actually define, like, everything the, gov- the governor or the president has authority to do in, like, a state of emergency or, like, in a declared, like, pandemic type of disaster state. I think we'll get those two types of like things. Yeah. yeah. Or like an emergency uh, action plan. Well, that was because you look at like DeWine, like trying to postpone the election and a judge was like, I don't think you can do that. And then like the legislature was like, no, 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 we're going to like, like, like there's all those like things. I think what you're going to do is they're going to lay out exactly everything the governor has the authority to do in like specific circumstances. It's just to let like, you can act faster and just more readily like in a future situation. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, Eli, uh, I think, I think that was all we had prepared for you here. Um, cool. plus some other stuff. Plus we got to rank some movie candy. So, you know, yeah. that's a, it's a two for one is all that is, uh, do you have anything you'd like to share with the folks uh, before uh, we let you go here? I don't think so. Uh, thanks for having me. That was fun. No, I thank you for coming on. Yeah. Believe you me, we need guests a lot more than our guests need us. <laughs> this is that's that's very correct. I can get Dante on the show for you guys. Oh my god! I just want to ask you we, some engineering. Questions. We may have to do a. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, we we may have to do a a Dante J Lev Chuck Casa. <laughs> Like three man weave of podcasts. That would be a little mini series. Oh yeah. my god, yes. Oh, I I wouldn't even. I would say we don't even take part, Charlie. We just let them. Like we introduce it and turn our mics off, and they just go. They just yeah. chat for like two hours. Potentially, potentially get Papa O'Neill on the mix as well. I think he'd do it. I think we get just all everyone's dads, just everyone's dads or parents in general. We just let it go full anarchy. Yeah, that's where we're heading. That'd be really um, okay. Well, right. uh, yeah, Eli. Once again, really appreciate uh, you joining us here. Uh, check good. back tomorrow for our uh, our next episode of the week. Until then, peace. There you go. Happy Easter. Bye.
Let us say this 